This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. It is another Wednesday, which means it's another Jersey day And I am back with Jordana Abraham Hey Jordana Hi Dylan, so happy to be back I am so happy to have you back. I want to call it Jersey Day because that's like the Jersey Shore <laughs> thing, but I'm pretty sure that has to be a Thursday. It doesn't really work yes. on a Wednesday. They really blew it by not doing the um, Wednesday Thursday um, record, like airing date thing. It's disappointing, but you know, I'm, I'm just glad we have the show back. There's lots to talk about, and you know, these these ladies they keep us on our toes. They do. I like this episode. It's starting to get. Uh, get it get pretty spicy i love the the Teresa getting into wedding planning mode or louis assistant getting into wedding planning mode seems like more clearly oh god i watching housewives wedding plan it's you know i don't know if i want to watch anybody wedding plan but especially housewives it's like fireworks circus soleil dancers i'm like <laughs> oh, okay yeah that's what it's all about right <laughs> uh, before we get too far into the episode, we have a couple items of Jersey news. First of all, this morning it was announced Jackie Goldschneider wrote a book that's coming out this fall. Um, no, I feel like of all the housewives that could write a book, I feel like Jackie actually has an interesting story to tell. So uh, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm like excited to read a book about her eating disorder, but I think it makes sense that she wrote one. Yeah, it makes sense. It probably would have been better if it had come out like while she was still on for her press wise. But I think it probably will still get some traction. Um, I'm interested. I think she's probably one of the few of them that could have written it without a ghostwriter. <laughs> yes, like I I believe that Jackie could write a coherent uh, set of paragraphs and then have like a an editor come in and like help her a little bit, but not like write the book for her. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Which, you know, to each their own in in terms of the book writing <laughs> style. Yeah. I feel like Teresa probably had a little bit more help, but. But hey, I've read, I've read Turning the Tables. It's, it's a good book. It, you know, it gives you what you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like the show, right? I will never forget. That is the book about where she, it's like about her prison experience and it will it's burned in my brain forever that on the morning that she went to prison, she like arrived at prison in a bedazzled Fabellini jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you for that piece of information. I did not know that I've not read her book, sadly. Jordana, um, what are you doing with your life? You haven't read Turning the Tables. I know. Right. It should be mandatory <laughs> high school reading. Right. That should you, be on the summer reading lists. I'll bring you my <laughs> copy to the office. You can you can get to work I on that. Bruce. The other the other important news that we have over the weekend, Teresa and Jacqueline Larita met up in Vegas and they had, according to Teresa, a five hour lunch, which is just not a thing, but, you know, good for them. 
they she said on Watch What Happens Live last night that Jacqueline had been on her mind a lot lately because they both have Nicholas's in their life now. But Teresa's stepson Nicholas and they both have autism. So that's obviously a you know connective thread between them. And hey, it didn't hurt that uh, Jacqueline maybe doesn't like Melissa anymore. And she admitted that. Right. I don't I don't remember what the feud was between Jacqueline and Melissa. Because I mean, Jacqueline's post, she put up the same Instagram post, but she wrote that they both hate Melissa, which I thought was like a lot little, maybe like they didn't need, she didn't need to write that. But <laughs> I don't remember what their beef was. It's funny because, because Teresa has never left the show. She's always stayed, you know, relevant in the Bravo sphere. At least she doesn't have to kind of mug for the camera in terms of this like Instagram caption game. Like she can just post the picture and be like, Loved catching up with a five-hour lunch, whatever. Whereas Jacqueline, the vibe is distinctly different, where it's like, this is her one chance in however long to get some tabloid coverage, to get some attention. She's probably going to get, you know, her her story impressions are probably the highest they've been ever. Great point. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, okay, can I, is there any way for me to like tack on one extra point of interest to this photo of me with Teresa? Uh, Maybe I'll talk shit about Melissa. Like, I don't know why she and Melissa aren't in a good place, question mark. But like, this is this was a big moment for Jacqueline. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had forgotten. But honest, to be honest, when I saw that picture at first glance, I thought she was with Jennifer because <laughs> they look very similar in that picture. Like they have the same plastic surgery, I think. Yeah, like it, if there were like puppet strings coming out, it would be like from the very corner of their eyebrows pulled yes. at like a 45 degree angle. Very tight. Yes. Um, it's yeah, it's a similar look. I think Jacqueline is interesting because she moved to Las Vegas a long time ago, like pretty shortly after she stopped being on Housewives. And so she's a little less in the frame of reference than like a Caroline Manzo. Mm -hmm. And so we don't really see Jacqueline. We don't really hear from her much. A lot of people, when they posted this, were like, get Jacqueline back on Real Housewives of New Jersey. And it's like, first of all, she doesn't live there. Right. Well, she, she wrote that in her caption. She wrote, I, you know, she lives right. in L.A. and Vegas or something or they're moving to L.A. But also it's like I I have trouble with the idea of bringing back past housewives willy nilly. I think there are certain instances in which it makes sense and works well and is the right move. But I even feel that way about Caroline Manzo that it's like I don't think she needs to be on Real Housewives of New Jersey currently i don't want to see jacqueline and caroline hanging out with these new girlies that are 30 years younger than them and don't know them at all <laughs> right yeah no that wouldn't make any sense it was it was super random but it was interesting to see i'm always i always wonder what the the thing i want updates on in terms of the manzo family is um like what are where do they stand because i feel like the, there's always so many because there's so many of those siblings and there's always so many feuds, but then sometimes they make up. So I'm kind of like, who's which siblings are speaking to which right. of them? Well, from what I understand, Dina and Caroline do not speak. No relationship. They are fully on bad terms for a long time. I think Jacqueline is a little more in the middle. I know because we I had Ashley, Chris is the brother, right? Chris is. Yeah. Chris is brother's. Chris is the brother of Dina and Caroline. Yes. And 
I think Chris is on okay terms with both of them, but I think they see Caroline's family more. Because I had Ashley, Jacqueline's daughter, on this podcast like a year ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And like, she's like, oh, my Aunt Dina, my Aunt Caroline, this, that. Like, they're all, I don't think they're like estranged from anyone. I think Dina is estranged from Caroline. Okay. Yeah. But because also, I mean, they had a very interwoven family where. Yes. Was it that Dina's ex-husband was Carrot was her sister's husband's brother? Right? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend my brain can compute that right I'm now. Because they, they, like, they were intertwined more than being siblings, I think, through yes. more, more than one marriage in the family, which made things like cool when they were getting when they were everyone was getting along and then like very awkward when they weren't. Exactly. And I think that's the thing like there are certain things that I would like to know about, but if any of these women were to come back to housewives or like Caroline just did girls trip, she's not going to talk about that. She's not going to talk about the alleged like mob hit that was (laughs) taken out on Dina's new man. Like that's not, she's never going to speak about that on camera. So to be honest, I don't need her to speak about something else. We're never going to get it. I need a, uh, I need someone, I need a, uh, Lorita family. I guess it's the Lorita family. I need a Lorita family historian to just break down. I'd read that book, break down all of the different issues and the, you know, the mob ties and all that. That sounds like an interesting movie. I would watch that. Martin Scorsese, get on (laughs) it. Get on it. (laughs) The House of Lorita. Yes. (laughs) Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, let's leave the 2000s in the past and talk about things that are happening in 2023. Um, So this episode, I... I personally am really enjoying it. I think all three of the new women really uh, showed up, came up, came to bat in this episode. I think this is a it's it's a strong showing right off the top. I'm I'm impressed with the new ladies. Is Jen too a uh, a housewife? She's a friend of. Okay, Jen Fessler. Jen Fessler, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, I agree. They're all great. I think Danielle is really bringing it. Yeah. Um, I think her accent alone really is 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 making its mark. I have never heard someone with such a, like it almost sounds like she's making fun of someone with that accent. Yes. That's how intense her accent is. It was so funny when she came on the podcast last week before we started recording. I was like, oh, so, like, just so I know, is it Cabral or Cabral? And she was like, Cabral. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, as, she's like saying as Italian as possible. I'm like. That's not how I speak. Like, I don't have an accent. Like, I don't speak like that. I'm like, <laughs> Danielle rule. Yeah, you're like, well, that's not going to work for me. I'm going to try my best. She's, I love having a, a mozzarella making party on Real Housewives of New Jersey. How has it taken us this long to reach? This is like the final form of New Jersey. That I it's know. Like we're, we're, it's like, you can tell it's like probably 90 degrees outside. We're in someone's backyard by the pool making mozzarella cheese out of like a giant vat you have like these dudes that you hired there to make the cheese and then people are going to start screaming like it's just perfect it is it's the perfect new real housewives of new jersey everything came together correctly she's like like, we're making mutz memories today who can fight when you're touching cheese with your hands oh my god i also loved it when she said um when she was like i'm gonna flip if someone calls my house cute and then dolores immediately calls her house cute it reminded me a little bit of the um Shannon Bedore, yeah, uh, the comment, even though, right, yeah, even though she said uh, it was small and depressing, <laughs> but this was a step above that. Her house is very beautiful. It was just obviously not like the size of the rest of them who have like these massive mansions. Yes, it. I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic when you see these like younger women who maybe haven't you know, they're not famous. They're coming onto the show for the first time. Like Rachel and Danielle seem very normal in that sense. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were just talking Danielle's like a total character, but in terms of her lifestyle and her family and all of this stuff, it's like, yeah, she's like a 30 something mom of two young kids. Who's like trying to make it happen. Yeah. No, she's, she's hustling. I I, agree. She hopes, I think she wants to get to that, uh, Jennifer, yes. Teresa, probably level of well. I liked seeing her with Jennifer Aiden at the house. She's like, first of all, she has the most 
like correct response to this house that she's like i feel like i'm in the caesar's palace of paramus she's like i'm terrified that my kids are gonna want this house yeah she's funny she just keeps like laying it out there in a very real way i think she's she's it's funny i think she's definitely coming back i can already tell rachel i'm not 100 percent sure about and i didn't realize jen was also in the cast but maybe <laughs> her i thought she was it was great when she tried to um mediate the fight and then it was yeah. immediately kicked out <laughs> <laughs> right i think jen fessler knowing that she's a friend of this season the i i don't know for sure if she filmed as a friend of the whole time like for example i know that jackie knew from the very beginning of the season that she was a friend of i don't know about jen fessler okay. but she really, really was like staking her claim at that mozzarella party and Dolores telling her basically like, yo, Jen, time and place, stay out of this one. <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, like she should. She sh yeah. like make your comments in the back, like slurp up your cheese while everybody <laughs> else is fighting. But like you're not going to solve like you're not going to achieve like peace in the Middle East on your first day in the UN. Like, right. She's coming in too hot. In that way. But she wasn't, at least she didn't piss anyone off, I think. Right. She was entertaining in the way she came in too hot, which yes. I would prefer. Like, you know, you just have to kind of choose your battles. And like, you have to start with a, a lower level conflict, maybe. Exactly. It's an art. I, okay. So rewinding a little bit, we have Jennifer and Danielle's play date. She brings over the kids. Very cute. Teresa FaceTimes in. I don't know why Teresa wasn't just there because the whole point of that interaction just seemed to be for Teresa to download Jennifer on her meeting with Margaret. Right. But there is this weird behind the scenes kind of pot stirring happening with Margaret's Margaret's ex-friend, Laura, who apparently... Ex-best friend. They keep calling her ex-best friend. Yes, ex-best friend. Yeah. Um, so Laura apparently was... Maybe wanting to get on TV. Who can say? We don't see Laura. Clearly, if she was trying to get on TV, didn't that work. didn't work for her. Yeah. But so she went and, you know, met up with Teresa and Jennifer and was delivering them some dish on her ex-best friend, Margaret. And it's a little... I always have mixed feelings when there's this kind of behind-the-scenes narrative happening and they're talking about the mechanics of what happened, but not the content of the rumors. We're not getting any kind of insight yet as to what is this thing? What is the message that was delivered? And even Danielle is sitting there while Teresa's on FaceTime. She's like, I want to know what they're talking about. What are you talking about? Right. Give me the message. I agree. I think either like go all in on the like, I heard from your friend this rumor, especially because like they're not talking about what's really going on, which is obviously that there's a camera crew filming and the person is saying this so that it gets on TV. Fine. They're not going to ever obviously discuss that on camera, but then don't even include it, I think, unless you're going to like make the person share what it is. I agree with you. I, I mean... It's episode two. I imagine that this storyline is going to develop over the course of the season. But it is, it's just a little strange because it almost feels like we're, like, as the audience, in a way, I, it, it's like the idea of dramatic irony. It's almost like we're supposed to know more than the characters do. Right. As, as the thing is unfolding. And it's a little dissatisfying when it's like i actually don't have the p the crucial piece of information i'm just hearing like whisperings about this lady laura that i've never seen before 
Right. If I want to hear whisperings, I'll go to like TMZ or like one of the, you know, one of those gossip websites. I'll be on Reddit at 2 a.m. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) If you go deep enough on the internet, I'm sure somebody has already deduced what this mysterious piece of information is. Like, there's only only so many options, but it, I I, I don't know. I'm curious to see where the storyline goes, because if it doesn't pay off, it's going to be kind of like, why are we talking about this? Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I guess they edit after the fact, so I'm hoping that it comes comes to life. Yes, and I thought it was interesting though. So Margaret has this little girls' night with basically her side of the team plus Dolores. So, first of all, Melissa showing up with sprinkle cookies. I, I love a callback. <laughs> I mean, that's the joke that keeps on giving. I feel like it, that was what season one, season two. With yeah, the I, I mean, cookies? it was like yeah. ten years ago at this point, yeah. fully. <laughs> It's very funny, though. I mean, like, it's still a very funny joke. Right. When people I posted that online, I'm like, this is hilarious. People are like, Melissa's really grasping at straws for something. And I'm like, it's funny. Just haha, laugh. Yeah. Funny. Enjoy it. It's not like she was like getting she was re bringing up the, the fight right. and then going into it. And like, yeah, like she brought as like a nod to uh, a previous absurdity. Right. She's not leaving like poisoned sprinkle cookies at Teresa's house. Like she's bringing them like in a fun like. Look at my cookies. Yeah. Um, But so Margaret says that she knows about this Laura situation because a mole in Jennifer's camp told her. What What is this like government, like state secrets? Yeah. A mole. It's like the the Chinese um, spy balloon situation (laughs) of of Real Housewives of New Jersey. (laughs) It's funny to think about the women on this show having enough of a team or like a squad around them that there could just be an unidentifiable mole somewhere in their midst. It's like, how many people are in Jennifer's camp? I think the team is like everyone's hairdressers and makeup artists because they get so much like glam and so much thing. And that's usually from experience. I feel like when people start talking. Yeah. And so those are, I think the people who are like passing the information who are also living in this town. Right. It's like somebody's makeup person, somebody's like social media gay, yes. <laughs> a publicist that they work with part time. Like it's just funny because you're thinking about like somebody in their camp and it's like, OK, <laughs> like Jennifer's just like chilling at her Caesar's Palace ass house. <laughs> like, why does she have a camp? Right. Who is the mole? <laughs> Whose group text is this? Yeah, I want. Oh, my God. I like is Jennifer not concerned about this? Like is right now after this episode aired, is Jennifer having like inter like interrogations with everyone <laughs> in her camp? Who's the traitor? She's like, which one of you's talked? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, I guess how the like uh, Beverly Hills uh, dog, the, the yeah. doggy gate thing um, wound up happening. Right. Because of Ugh. like someone's assistant to the sold someone about something they said about, who was it at the time? LVP or yeah. or Teddy? This being on TV sounds exhausting. Like I doing know. this, like Jesus Christ, it's not even that deep. Come on. <laughs> um, I I like we're still seeing the the magic of Teresa going through therapy. You know, she's very zen. On Watch What Happens Live, she's saying she's she doesn't hold all these grudges anymore. Eh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what her therapist would say about taking calls from Margaret's ex-best friend about like, I wonder what her therapist thinks about that as a uh, as a healthy communication strategy. I have a feeling Teresa is pretty selective about what things she does and doesn't discuss yeah. with the therapist. 
But I thought, I mean, I did have a a feeling when I was when we were watching Joe and Melissa talk about their their ongoing feud with with Teresa and saying that they were good sort of before Louie and now they're worse. I did kind of thought think that that Joe did make an interesting point. Like if Louie is encouraging her to be this more open person who doesn't hold grudges, like you would think he would try to facilitate a closer relationship between her and her family, I guess, unless he prefers his family to be the, the one that feels closer. But you would think that like, if he was getting her to resolve issues and she's having this lunch with Margaret, like, wouldn't he want her to get along with her brother and sister-in-law? It's, I mean, you're right. It's, it's tricky because you almost wonder, like, I think in general, it seems like Louis is having this kind of influence on her, but is there a point where the the Joe and Melissa stuff is like ingrained too deep and maybe the Margaret thing is easier to be like, yeah, just forgive her and move on. Whereas the Joe and Melissa thing is so hardwired into her brain that there's no actual way to like unlearn those right. feelings. I don't know. I mean, it's it's odd also in this episode because they're talking about this time that they spent together in LA recently when they were at the MTV Awards or whatever, and that it was like pretty fine. They were well, okay Teresa with said each it was other. fine. Teresa said it was nice. Yes. And then like Melissa said it was not fine. Or and Melissa and Joe seemed to think it was worse than Teresa did. Right. That's that's like an interesting thing, which obviously we're not going to get deep into because apparently they can't say MTV Awards even. They're like that time when we were in L.A. It's like, OK, um, but it's yeah. I mean, and then we're going back to their engagement party, which is a whole other thing that we talked about last season. And Teresa's story there seems to have changed. It's it's like there are just so many layers and I I feel like on some level maybe Louis was trying to be helpful but then also it's like I don't think Teresa has any interest in ever actually getting beyond this. Right. I mean, it seems like they're they've ne- I mean they've they've gotten along better at points for sure, but they have <sighs> never they've never really liked each other. I guess there's never yeah. been a point where they have like really loved spending time together. Yeah. And I think it's so at the end of last season, Melissa finally seemed to be in a place where she was sort of over the idea of pretending that she gave a shit about getting to a better place with Teresa. And that's Mm -hmm. where they kind of left it at the reunion. And then it seems like at the beginning of the season, the cameras are up again okay, maybe we're going to try again to be in a better place. Like, it does seem like that Mm -hmm. first few events, they were kind of like, okay, yeah, 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 we're good, we're good. And then at this mozzarella party, all of a sudden, it's some bullshit again. Right. And it feels like this time, very quickly, it's like, oh, yeah, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to do this. Yeah, I feel like if not for this show, the two of them would maybe like see each other once or twice a year at holidays or like a wedding, if someone was getting married and they would like be fine for those events and then kind of live their own lives separately. Yeah, totally. I think that's the whole thing. Like the, uh, obviously it sucks that they're not closer, you know, Joe and Teresa don't have other family of their own at this point. Both of their parents are gone. They don't have other siblings. They don't have, you Mm -hmm. know, nieces and nephews other than each other's kids. But like, not everybody is like that close with their 
adult sister. Like it's just, <laughs> that's the way it is sometimes. Right. It's a very good point. And I think that when their parents were alive, it was like, maybe they felt like they needed to, to do it, tr- keep trying so hard. And I do think what, maybe that was really the change. It wasn't Louis, but it was the fact that like their mom died and then their dad died. And when their dad died, um, that was sort of the thing that was keeping them closer or trying much harder to keep it together. And it seems like they're both sort of at this point, like our parents are in here. Um, we don't want like they're, they're not around to sort of be upset if we're not closer or we're not seeing them through our parents. So maybe we should just kind of like admit what the situation is. I think that's a great point. Their kid, they don't have little kids anymore. Like it's mm-hmm. not like their kids have their own lives. You know, it doesn't feel so much like they need to be sort of, entwined in each other's lives, especially if they're not having a good time. Right. Um, but yeah, so this, the the whole engagement party thing. So Teresa before had said that there was this, you know, so Melissa's whole thing was there were two big tables at the engagement party and it was like the family table and the friend table. And at the family table, Teresa and Louie were sitting with all of Louie's family. And then Melissa and Joe were sat at the friend's table with like the hairdressers. The hairdressers as she calls them. <laughs> The lowest of the low, I guess. With the, with Teresa's <laughs> that was like a camp. little insulting. Yeah. Teresa's camp, I guess right. you, would, you could say. And Jennifer. Yeah. and Je- Yes. So before Teresa had said that there was a like an error made in the seating arrangement and that Melissa was supposed to be at the family table, but something went wrong somewhere along the way. Who okay. knows? Mysterious. And Melissa ended up seated at the other table. But now... Teresa is saying that Melissa specifically made a request not to be seated at the table. Right. I mean, which is a completely different scenario. I don't know which one is the real thing that happened, but it's a different story. I mean, Teresa, I have to say she has her great qualities, but she's a liar. So I don't believe her for a second. I think she says whatever she needs to say when it's most convenient. Um, I think I don't think it's a crime that she put her at the friend's table. Someone the clearly like the table couldn't fit everyone. And I think if she had just exp- honestly, I think if she had just said, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it would be so offensive. Um, I feel bad that I didn't include you or maybe ahead of that said, just so you know, like Louie has this bigger family and it just makes sense logistically to seat them at this table. But like, please don't take it offensively. If she had gotten ahead of it and did that, I think it would have been fine. But I could see why this is a much more annoying stance to take. Like, you're just lying. Just like own it, say you're sorry, and then everyone can move on. Right. And even if you're not like Team Melissa in all things, I don't understand if this was what had really happened. If Melissa had requested not to sit with Teresa at this party, why would Melissa have ever brought it up? Right. Why? It doesn't. Make it any wouldn't sense. there would have been no nothing to be gained for Melissa by telling some lie pretending to be upset that she wasn't at the table that she requested not to be at like that just it w- it would have never come up on the show so the like for Teresa to then be like well you didn't want to sit with us it's like uh, uh, okay <laughs> where is it right like it's too late for that argument like if you had to have bring, you had to have brought that up um at the reunion for anyone to believe that 
I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, Teresa and Melissa, we'll put a pin in it. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it every week for the next, you know, three months. I'm sure. I want to talk about Margaret and Jen's little moment together at the mozzarella party. So basically, Margaret feels like she and Jennifer had a nice, genuine makeup moment. And now she has been betrayed by Jennifer talking to ex-best friend Laura. And so she's asking Jen if their makeup was genuine. Why are you digging with my old friend? And Jennifer, I feel like Jennifer doesn't really have an answer for this. Because the thing is, Jennifer, I feel, blows whichever way the drama is going. If somebody comes and like, tosses a bone in her lap, she's not going to be like, oh, actually, I'm getting along with Margaret right now. So I don't need this rumor. Yeah. Take it somewhere else. But she says she's very self-reflective. I think she, yeah, she's clearly not like very much not self-reflective. And I think we're going to see in the next episode that Bill agrees. Um, <laughs> but that, that preview was kind of brutal. <laughs> very funny. And so I feel like all their converse, all their serious conversations kind of go like that. It's like Jennifer sort of like interrogating him and him being like, well... Not really answering the question. Um, but I actually kind of feel like Jennifer is Teresa's lackey and she's gonna do she would have done whatever Teresa wanted her to do in that situation. So I think that if Margaret's friend ex best friend had contacted them both and Teresa was like, Let's not do this, I think Jennifer would have been like, Okay, let's we're passing. But I think that Teresa likes to likes to let uh, Jennifer do a little bit of her dirty work because she because she knows that it's easier to come for Jen than it is for her. So she was like, all right, let's like, why don't you find out more information and we'll yeah. like know this. And Teresa can kind of like watch everyone freak out at Jen while also 
I think she kind of controlled the narrative in that scenario. That's a good point. I like wh- how you phrase it. Like it's a PR pitch email and you're like, <laughs> hi, like <laughs> just like sending this your way. Let, let me know if you'd like to receive the information. It's like we're passing for now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> kindly, kindly pass. Ki- kindly pass. <laughs> Please keep me posted on anything you might have coming up. Right. Um, I did. I did like Jennifer love. wouldn't have done this alone. I don't think. That's a good point. I do. I do love Jennifer saying, who the fuck needs Karen's when you got a Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> she put that on a shirt <laughs> put it, who the fuck needs karen's when you got a margaret it's funny because i feel like margaret is probably one of the less karen-y people in this cast that's true <laughs> yeah but i mean jennifer can jennifer has a knack for phrasing you look like an old pocketbook who needs a karen when, when you've got a, a margaret <laughs> but i think what you were saying about jennifer kind of going whichever way Teresa goes is why I think the Jennifer and Dolores thing is such a tricky situation because sort of by default, Teresa is the one in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. And as much as Teresa would love not to pick a side, it almost already feels like she is leaning Jennifer's direction because it's like, you know, they're, they're asking her about it and she's kind of like, well, I mean, I, I, I love them both, but like, her instinct is to defend. She just Jennifer. kept saying, clean slate, clean slate. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they have like a bond in that it kind of feels like I think Teresa does need Jennifer to to do more of the direct dirty work for her. And so I think that she's like facilitating that a little bit. And the whole their whole feud was over like the Margaret thing which I think Teresa was like also kind of into because it made more people mad at Margaret. Yeah, I actually, so I was at this page six event last Friday that Dolores was one of the guests at, and she was talking about how her kind of whole philosophy on the show and just in her friendships in general is that she's not going to get involved in somebody else's conflict that, that doesn't need her to get involved or that she's not going to be helpful in some way. And I think, That is a great philosophy in life and it makes you a better friend, but it is not the philosophy that is going to make you somebody's like good ride or die on Real Housewives like Jennifer is to Teresa. Right. And I mean, I think I do think her Jennifer's anger towards Dolores is super misplaced because I mean, they did do that flashback of all the times that Dolores did defend Jennifer. And she does seem like she's done a pretty good job of like, staying out of it while also making sure that no one is like too ganged up on or trying to like voice the opposing opinion when it feels like the right time and opportunity. So I do think it it does seem very misplaced. Right. Cause Jennifer, I think I, I think she's a great housewife. I think she's great TV, whatever, but she makes herself an easy target sort of continually. She, you know, there's so much stuff going on about her marriage and her behavior and the way she, you know, kind of the way she handles situations and she gets very loud and whatever. And she hits so so below the belt. Right. She always goes below the belt. There's almost always an opportunity for people to be critical of Jennifer and a lot of the time, rightfully so. And so seeing that montage of times that Dolores has kind of been like, hey, now, like, let's, let's not... That mm-hmm. in and of itself is doing a great service to Jennifer, even if she doesn't feel like Dolores is her like ride or die always by her side. It's like she's like really kind of doing the work sticking yeah. up for you as a person. 
I think Dolores is the most psychologically healthy person on that show, to be honest, in the way she handles those interpersonal relationships. So, yeah, I don't know what Jennifer's deal is. I guess she wants to be mad at someone and she's not going to be mad at Teresa, who also, again, didn't really like do anything for her in that whole situation. I feel like Teresa said two words to her during that whole cheating scandal. But they have some like weird. I think she and Teresa have some kind of like weird kind of toxic codependent like side together thing. That's like a little bit too like they both defend each other too easily. And I think there's like that it's because they're kind of like adjoined in creating this drama or they need each other in different ways. Yeah, I think it like you can tell I wouldn't it's not that I would say their friendship is like fake or for the show specifically, mm-hmm. but I think the type of sort of like got your back type of vibe they have with each other is very deliberate in a way that they feel is you know beneficial on the show like they kind of are soldiers for each other in a way but like yeah I mean it's it's clear what they get from each other like from Teresa Jennifer gets relevancy and kind of like I feel like her spot secured yeah on this show by being close to her because she's really Teresa's like only 100% 100% ride, ride or die. And I think in Jennifer, Teresa gets someone again to do out there to do her dirty work so she can sort of just like interject when she feels like it, but still kind of play the the tables how she wants them. Right. She's kind of like, she's like the, um, she's like the first wall of defense for Teresa. It's yes. like, if you want to, if you want to fight the final boss, you got to get through Jennifer first. Well, it's like, who did Margaret go to about talking to this person? Right. She went, she didn't go to Teresa. She started with Jennifer. Right. She's like, Teresa and I have only been on sort of good terms for like 0.5 seconds. So let me not ruin that right away. Because also when you fuck with Teresa, like that's not, it's not as easy. Like Teresa is like, does not, she like, will like bite your head off if you come for her. Whereas Jennifer, I do think is an easier target to start with. Jennifer's bark is louder than it is whatever better than her bite i don't i'm like mangling a phrase here like i'm Teresa, but (laughs) what is she uh a fresh of breath air (laughs) that was that was the Teresaism for this episode well at least she can spell napalm now on watch what happens live good for her (laughs) we've come such a long way jordana thank you so much for being here today of course really quick though can we just talk about Teresa's enormous wedding invitation <laughs> the, she's like she's like it's a it's a vinyl it's like a sheet of plastic yes. on a whole box of flowers not exactly we, the most eco eco friendly packaging but oh, oh please you think you think she's thought one time about the carbon footprint of this wedding as Doubt, if. doubtful <laughs> enough hairspray to kill an entire species i'm sure yeah i think she said she had like ten thousand hairpins and oh my god it, it's like no, this I mean this wedding, we're gonna see a lot more wedding content from Teresa throughout the season and every step of the way I am going to be um stressed. <laughs> yes. Well, I love hearing your real-time reactions to it on the um Bravo by Betches Instagram. So if you guys aren't aren't following that, I, I think it's one of the best Betches Instagrams. I'm on entertained on the daily, and you're so quick with all those amazing reactions that we're all thinking. So you guys should definitely check that out. Oh, well, thank you, Jordana. What an endorsement. And, you know, thank you for being here. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Of course. I'll be back next week. Can't wait. I'm, 
Amazing. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Tomorrow we have Carl and Lindsay to discuss the Summer House premiere and more exciting things coming in the future. Uh, like Jordana said, don't forget to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.